0: Hello, and welcome to The Voice of Business, the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce's monthly radio show and podcast on Business Radio X. Today, we are speaking with the 2021 Moxie Award winners. A little bit about the Moxie Awards, for those of you who are unfamiliar. Built for women who are bold in business, the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce honored more than 90 finalists and seven winners at the 2021 Moxie Awards on Friday, August 7th. The Moxie Awards recognize women and organizations that are making it happen. Organizational awards highlighted companies that supported the advancement of women, as well as those who are women-led. Individual awards honored those who are trailblazers in male-dominated fields, Gwinnett County champions, emerging leaders and professionals who are at the peak of their career, and those who are generous with their time, talents, and resources. It is my great pleasure to introduce the On the Rise Award winner, Maria Uribe, Junior Achievement of Georgia, the Outstanding Organizational Award, For Leadership Gwinnett, Lisa Zakin, and the Enlightened Employer Award, Georgia United Credit Union, Lee Gant. Good morning, ladies. Good Good morning. morning. Good morning. Thank you for being with us today. We'll start by asking you a little bit about your companies today. Lisa, please lead. Thank you so
1: much. I'm Lisa Zakin, uh, President and CEO of Leadership Gwinnett, and I've been in this role for 10 years, serving in the community with a, a program that educates, equips, and engages leaders to do great things in our community and highly revered. Everyone knows Lisa Zakin
2: (laughs) (laughs) and yourself, Maria. Hi, I'm with Jay of Georgia. I'm the Director of Volunteer Partnerships and Experience, really focusing in the Gwinnett market and the Gwinnett region. JA is a a big nonprofit. We've been around for over a hundred years and really focusing on work and career readiness, bridging the gap between those skills that we know are needed in the real world um, versus what is taught back in the classrooms.
3: And J A stands for junior achievement for That's
0: those correct. listening.
3: And Lee. Yes, I'm I'm Lee Gant with Georgia United Credit Union. I'm my role is business development, and my job is to spread the credit union word throughout the community. People don't realize that we're a not for profit financial institution open to anyone who lives or works in Gwinnett County, and we're positively impacting lives of our members, our team members, and the communities that we serve.
0: Very nice. I didn't know it was a not for profit organization.
3: Job security. (laughs) Ladies, again, congratulations on winning the Moxie Awards.
0: Um, This is a ceremony that Gwinnett conducts on an annual basis. What does it mean to be a Moxie Award winner to you, Lisa? Wow. Well,
1: I have to thank the chamber for putting a program on like this to really kind of lift up and celebrate women in our community. I'm amazed, even through our alums, the the depth and breadth of women businesses and women-led businesses For me personally, it meant more than I expected. The emotions were greater than I expected. And I think it's because I'm in a constant state of run. And to hear our name called out, it really gave me pause for cause and say, wow. First of all, I was just tickled. The room was covered up with leadership Gwinnett alumni. And so everybody was yelling out. And I looked at Brooke and Logan and I looked at my volunteers and I was like, wow.
0: I was really bowled over. I was seated next to a young lady who was very enthusiastic about your winning. <laughs> you had a lot of people cheering for you that day. It was great. And yourself, Maria.
2: Yeah, I think for me it was revitalizing after the year that we've had. Education, in particular, which is you know my my focus it's been hit really hard by by this pandemic and just to see that the work that we're doing um, highlighted up there right it sure it, it was a, a win for me but i think just seeing junior achievement highlighted was i can't explain how much to, to lisa's point that meant to me i don't think i realized how exciting it was going to be and how much it would mean and i wouldn't be here today right sharing awareness around what junior achievement does for the gwinnett community if it wouldn't have been for that win
0: Can I ask you just a question out of naivety? Uh, What age range are the junior achievers?
2: Yeah, that is a great question. So we are really focused on the middle school age group, sixth and eighth grade here in Gwinnett County. And then we also have some partnerships around high school. Um, So here in Gwinnett County, that would be Parkview High School, South Gwinnett High School, as well as Norcross High School. And we see everyone from the ninth all the way till the 12th grade.
0: So basically spanning from middle school to high school. Correct. Very nice. And then just again, out of curiosity, do you do anything to bridge from there to college or is it pretty much
2: fly free? That is a great, great question. Absolutely. We do have um, a big focus on what's next after high school. We know sometimes that's college, but for some students that may not be college, right? So we're really focused on making sure that our students have a, a clear path forward, whatever that may mean for them.
0: Very exciting. Thank you, Maria. Of course. And what does it mean to be a Moxie
3: Award winner to you, Lee? For Georgia United to be awarded the Enlightened Employer Award was just so exciting um, because I feel like credit unions are sort of under the radar. A lot of people don't know what credit unions are and what they do. And this shows that our efforts to support the folks in Gwinnett County, you know, our headquarters is located here. We have a branch on Satellite Boulevard. Um, We just try and chip in and help where we can throughout the county and to have that recognized Not only, as I mentioned before, we're helping our members, but our team members, and that's what made the difference for this Enlightened Employer Award. The recognition, as you mentioned,
0: um, for companies that might be um, not as visible as others, and it's really amazing to see how profound of an impact everybody makes um, together. My next question to you ladies, um, again from being powerhouse women, would be how you empower other women in our community. And Maria, I'd like to start with you.
2: I'm gonna tell a little story, right? Um, so much of my role is being a connector and being a connector and bringing in volunteers to our programs to make sure that we're really bringing in the relevancy of what's out there and sharing opportunity with those students that we serve. And so, one story I want to tell is just around one of our programs. This is our eighth grade program here in Gwinnett County. Um, it's called J Finance Park, and essentially, if you can imagine. Our students get a life scenario when they walk into our JA Discovery Center at Gwinnett or simulation space, and that life scenario includes a net monthly income. It includes whether they are married or not, have children or not, um, their education level, and then based on that life scenario, they're asked to budget for that life, right? And so, once upon a time, we got this story from from a volunteer, uh, maybe two three years ago where she said she she was with a young lady that was going through our programs and that young lady that eighth grader said to this volunteer i'm a pilot here at ja i'm making all of this money can i ask a question and the volunteer said yeah absolutely and she goes am i a man if ja gave me all of these make pretend right did they make me a man and she said can you, can you give me a little bit more? She said, well, and the, and the student said, well, yeah. Um, well, you know, women can't be pilots and they can't make all this money, right? And the volunteer, right, was able to say and empower and say to the student, absolutely women can be pilots. Absolutely women can have a salary um, of this magnitude and you can do it too, right? You can be and do anything you wanna be. And so the day progressed, we have all of our students write thank you cards to our volunteers. So they handwrite thank you cards. And essentially, our volunteer, her thank you card, she read it out loud um, during the debrief. It said, Because you told me I could do something, now I know that I can. Wow. Right? And so when I think about empowering women, when I think about the next generation, these are the moments I go back to of what we do within Junior Achievement, those partnerships that we have. Georgia United is actually one of them and, and their CEO Debbie's on our board. This is what we mean when we say we're empowering the youth, we're bringing up and inspiring futures. So yeah, that's, that's just an example of how in my career I'm empowering women.
0: That's very exciting and thank you for sharing that story. Those fundamentals are often overlooked but paramount for success in adult life. And cheers to that volunteer who helped that young lady see that she could do what she believed and I hope she's a pilot. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and what about you, Lee? And congratulations on your partnership with Junior Achievement. Yes, it's uh, Junior Achievement is a great partner of ours. We're, um, we are the largest educators credit union in the state of Georgia, mm-hmm. having begun as DeKalb County Teachers Credit Union. So to supporting our local school system is really important to us, and we have that storefront in Finance Park, and um, we have the opportunity to to engage with the students and, and help them with their financial literacy, which is right down our alley. So it's a fantastic collaboration. And we're not only in Gwinnett with JA, but also Dalton, North Fulton, um, and soon Savannah. So, wow. so it, you know, this is really a, a great collaboration. Um, but as far as empowering women, you know, we are we are a woman-led organization with Debbie Smith, our CEO, and that was another reason we're so excited about the Enlightened Employer Award. Um, Debbie actually interviewed me 16 years ago wow. when I came to the company, and, and in that interview, she was describing for me her vision of the culture she wanted to create. And I've actually seen it take place. Mm -hmm. You know, and and culture is something you can put down on paper, but you can't make it happen. A lot of it's unwritten rules and guidelines of behavior. Uh, But I watched at Georgia United what she said and what we became. And our, our, you know, I mentioned our mission is to positively impact people's lives. As a branch manager, I had a team of seven ladies, 78% of our employees are women, 323 overall employees, but I had a team of seven and and, and was able to watch them move on and grow and get promoted from within, and many are still at the company. Um, and The other thing I'd like to do is when new young ladies start, I say young because I'm older than most of them, haven't been there 16 years. I really like to help them see what a great place it is that they work because some folks who haven't had a lot of work experience don't realize. Now sometimes people come to us from a, a big bank and they're like, wow, this atmosphere is amazing because we're not for profit, we're helping people and our motivation is just to change their lives. It's, it's a purpose-driven organization and, and I love how we mentor women and, and it starts with Debbie head coach she does not say CEO or anything like that head coach coach. I like that
0: she sounds like a team player leading a great team well congratulations I know that's exciting like you said to have the vision and watch it unfold and now it's flourishing and that you've been a part of that process That kind of leads me to my next point, ladies, maybe mentorship. I'm sure that you all have experienced mentorship twofold in giving and getting throughout your careers. I'd like to ask you uh, maybe who has made a profound impact in your world or
3: who you have impacted as well. And I'm going to toss it right back to you, Lee. Sure, sure. Um, As I mentioned, I used to lead one of our branch offices. And one of the things that our members would, would say they loved is that the same people always took care of them. But we had this one really special young lady behind the teller line she'd been there maybe three years and uh, was a favorite of all the members but i wanted her to do more um you know start with the new accounts and move into leadership so to speak but she didn't want to come out behind that teller line that was her comfort zone so i said you know what you go to that last window and if they get busy in the lobby you go open account to that last window you don't have to get out and then one day she was having a deeper conversation with a member and she went in the she took them in the final office and then after taking care of a couple of members she said guess what I like it here and that young lady is a branch manager now wow. and um, got out of her comfort zone and it's just so excited for her you know you just have to help people take risks and you know fear of, fear of success is sometimes as hard as fear of failure mm-hmm. but you know just to be there and want the best for people I've always told them you don't work for me I work for you I want to help you so that very nice yeah, that's and what sometimes you can see um, other people's talents that
0: they just are unaware of so I'm sure you saw that that light shining in her Maria what about you?
2: so many people have been a part of my growing success in in my career and and where I'm going, but one in particular that really was instrumental, I think, for for where I am. Um, So back when I was at Georgia State, like many college students, I was a nanny. And I love the kids that I worked with. I love the family. But in particular, that mom was so, so inspiring to me. So she wasn't just a phenomenal mom who coached her her kids. She was a great partner. Um, I got to meet her parents throughout um, the years that I was a nanny. She was a great daughter. But she was also an MD. And she was also a partner at her practice. And one of the things that was so, so inspiring for me throughout that relationship was that she was very much aware of not losing herself in all of those different components of her life, right? She was a good, again, daughter. She was an excellent mother, an excellent partner to, to her spouse in a great partner at at her practice but she was very intentional about having time for herself and not losing herself in all of those different aspects and I think that's what I've taken with me right is that ability to say regardless of all the things that I may be involved in whether it's career or personal how do I stay true to myself and I don't lose myself in the process Um, and that's probably been something that's been super helpful throughout.
0: Well, I tip my hat to you because I don't want to do you a disservice by trying to guess your age, but I think I'm your senior and you have grasped that concept at such an early stage in your life before marriage and parenthood and all that jazz. So I think that you will have a a fantastic foothold when you reach those, those points. Awesome. Thank you. Lisa, what about you? You're right when you say young
1: and you have it together. It took me so much longer to get this. So my career started in the early 80s in predominantly male-run organizations. And what I find myself today, not only do are we 100% women, because there's three of us in the organization, what I find myself is lifting them up and staying true to them and staying consistent with them and following along and holding their hand when they need it and push them when they need it and just constantly staying in the background for them. And it just happens, and it happens to be, they happen to be two amazing people, Brooke and Logan. So it's easy, and we have a great team, and we work hard at our team dynamics. But in this community, there's so many powerful women, and I'm so lucky to be able to align with them throughout the year, but I also have an amazing network of strong, powerful, engaged, caring women that I call my tribe, and I have a couple of tribes. And what I would say to you guys, the younger set, is find your tribe. Mm-hmm. Find people that professionally have your same passion and that are caring and not in it for themselves, but that will lift you up because it's so easy. And I see this among females to tear people down and pull them down. And so in today's world, you just really need to lift them up. One thing from a respect of, Mentorship for me, for a personal one. Sadly, I never had a female that was a great mentor for me growing up. Uh, I was the baby of our family. I was the girl. Two brothers that moved on quickly, you know, back in the 70s when I was going to college. You know, even in high school, nobody really cared what you were doing. You know, you had a guidance counselor that was there part time. And I just had to really find my way. No one in my family went to college. And I just, you know, had to find my way. So, my first job was for an industrial engineering firm in Peachtree Corners, and I spent 25 years there.
3: Wow. Predominantly
1: male, okay? 22 years old, my first job, industrial engineering. (laughs) I should have been an IE, but um, because I love the the process they think about. But I can remember sitting there as a young lady with my nose down trying to get my job done, and the men that were all in the front office packed up their little briefcases at 5 o'clock and would come out and say... Whew, I wonder what the little lady's going to make for dinner. And that's the world that I grew up in, right? And it just, I never said anything, but I thought a lot. I just kept my nose down and kept doing my other thing. So I feel like I'm a bit of a trailblazer in this world. Never would that happen today. Never would the people that I work with, that, would that happen today with that strong group of women that are doing great things. Thankfully, it, it, uh, the organization I was at, the, the male counterparts really lifted me up and understood and and helped me along the way. The final person in my life that has been my sole mentor is my husband of 41 years. And that guy has supported me through every single step of the way. You can do it, you can go, you can do it. So no female, really. My mom died when I was 32. She was my rock, you know, but definitely a husband that pushed me along the
0: way. There Sorry. are no rules
1: against it. That's what I'm saying. It's male or a female mentor. It's, it's, it's different, you know, it's different. I got there, but the path was different.
0: And I can tell with your team uh, the great impact that you have with those young mm-hmm. ladies. You guys are a tripod mm-hmm. when I think of you here at the top and you got the two mm-hmm. gals here and you're just one triangle mm-hmm. doing awesome things. Well, I heard about the adversity and some obstacles that you might have overcome throughout um, your ascension. Lisa, I'd like to hear from some of the other ladies about some obstacles that you might've faced that have made you a stronger person in the workforce or just uh, in life or the community.
2: You know, um, I'm going to be vulnerable for a second and say from maybe not from a a woman's perspective, but definitely from a a woman of color perspective, right? I've experienced instances where maybe it was thought that because of of what I looked like or my background, I didn't have the skill set to carry out uh, a task or carry out a role. I'm a very strong person, just character wise. so, So I can say that because of that, it kind of slid off right um, it, it was one of those things that was like, oh well this person or this organization maybe they're lost. I will say though w- with that what I've taken is not everyone has a strong character like like I do right And when you tell a young lady or a person of color they're not apt or capable of doing something because of something they can't change right a skill you can sharpen up a skill an education level you can you can go out and and bridge that gap but when you tell someone that they can't do something based on what they look like which is not something that they can change nor should they it can be heartbreaking for people it can be crushing and it can really result in career second guessing or just making sure that or, or, or not knowing not being sure I should say that you're capable right and so again I've experienced it I've been able to to go past that adversity but I will say that's not always the case and and with people of color in general I think that that's often often circumstances that that we have to go through unfortunately
0: well you've obviously overcome that because you're in a very successful role and like you said um, it's all about character and that is one thing that you have for certain thank you for sharing that of course
3: Hey well I I agree with Maria that sometimes you know, people peg you a certain way and, and that, that's a challenge and, and an obstacle. For me, it, I was always smiling, so when I started my career in banking, people didn't, I felt that people didn't take me seriously. But after being at my first banking job for nine years, by the time I ended, I, I had a great staff and, um, and I had been promoted. One thing is I had a boss that was pretty tough on me because I would stay and work all kinds of late hours and one day he was leaving, and I said, boy, I can't wait till I can leave at 5 o'clock. And he said, you know what? When you figure out how to do that, I'm going to be so happy for you. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, could I do that? And um, so he really pushed me. Oh, it gave myself chills. Oh. Uh, I need to say thank you, Keith Hales. Yeah. Um, but I also believe that um, self-efficacy, the, the, ability, the belief that you can do something, is a great predictor of whether you can do it or not. And um, our CEO or head coach, Debbie Smith, she had a grandmother who gave her a little mustard seed. And you know the story of it just takes the belief of a mustard seed? Every year, Debbie gives us a mustard seed and says, I believe in you. And it's just, I mean, it's been every year. So and you have it, 20 mustard seeds? I've got, I got, no, only 16. <laughs> 16. But, um, but and you know, I've got quite a few um, AJC top workplace pins. We, mm-hmm. I think we have, we're on our eighth one for that. And then we just got a new pin for women, woman-led organization from the AJC. So it's working, right? The mm-hmm. belief The belief, someone believing that you can do something definitely makes the difference.
0: Faith as small as mustard seed. I love that story. Lisa, did you have anything to add about obstacles or overcoming them?
3: you know, I look from a community
1: perspective and the women and the strong, powerful women that are here and that have gone before me. I just feel like the, my gift to my women in my tribe and to my staff is just my
0: gift of years and experience. Absolutely. And having to figure it out all by myself. And and sharing your knowledge right, just with the rest of us. Pass it along. Well, ladies, as we round the end of our segment, I want to thank you all very much for joining us today and sharing your passion and sharing your perseverance and all of the things that you do to uh, be proponents for our great community. I'd like to ask you lastly before we say adios if you have any final thoughts that you'd like to leave with our audience or words of wisdom. So some advice you know I think the best piece of
1: advice is just have a little grace take a little grace on yourself don't be so hard on yourself you know have that trusted professional network of people to call on and just have some fun like it goes fast but have some fun. Enjoy the ride.
2: Maria. Yeah, I think it took me a a minute to realize this, but the power of community, find that. I can say um, with with Lisa in the room, and even if Lisa wasn't in the room, throughout the pandemic, there was a lot of uncertainty. There was a lot of unknown. um, And leadership, Gwinnett actually took a lot of initiative in bringing the community together and doing those virtual updates, right? That was so incredible, Lisa, because it really brought community to a whole different level, particularly for someone that was new to Gwinnett like I was. I was two years into into the county and into my role here. And when you bring community and people together, it's powerful, it's very powerful. So that's that would be my advice. Find your community, be a part of the community and lift each other up.
1: Yeah. Maria for yes. PR.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, one of the things you know the pandemic taught us, um, in my role, business development and being out in the community and working with workplace partners no one wanted to see us. Um, so that was that was challenging. And we did have to come up with new ways to communicate, you know, through and wonderful being able to use Microsoft Teams and Zoom. And so we were able actually to reach out to people. In fact, um, in financial literacy seminars, I did a seminar for a middle school where there were 267 students. Wow. And without the pandemic, I never would have tried to do that kind of communication. But the other thing I learned with our jobs changing is we were all socially distant but my advice is don't be socially isolated mm. i found out some days were so tiresome and dragging but if i had one phone call with a coworker or a contact it would just fill me so um so definitely don't be isolated socially even if you're socially distant and the other thing is reach out to other people the struggle is real we've got um, a teams chat with the young moms um, on our team and they all support each other and they share funny stories (laughs) and um and uh, it it really is it is great to hear what 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 they're sharing with each other so um yeah just keep connected with people
0: stay connected i would just like to say that i i give credit to the great Chamber of Commerce here in Gwinnett because they provide a lot of resources for us to stay connected. All the events and all the continuing education and all the hard work that the team puts into kind of uniting us all. I think we've all seen each other in the marketplace at some of these events and if not then as we continue to get back out there we certainly will. I wanted to thank you ladies again for joining us today on The Voice of Business, which is the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce's monthly podcast and radio show. Today we highlighted some of the Moxie Award winners, and if you guys care to listen to any of the archived episodes, you can always find them on businessradiox.com by selecting the Gwinnett Studio and selecting The Voice of Business. You can also listen on all of your favorite podcasting applications, or you can visit gwinnettchamber.org. Thank you for joining us on The Voice of Business. I am your host, Amanda Pierch, and this has been The Voice of Business on Business Radio X.